1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jermaine Defoe leaves Rangers as Cedric Eaton is recalled from his loan spell. Celtic could be set to miss out on the signing of Riley McGree and Championship clubs call for crowd restrictions to be lifted early. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday. And Andy Halliday, I think you might be on your own, I'm afraid. Double shift for you. Well, I don't know, but first things first, what a duel that is. If, I mean, if you can't get one of them, you try and get two. But it's good to be back, Gordon. Uh, it was good to get back into the swing of things in football terms. But most importantly, it's good to be back to see yourself. So looking forward to taking dog's abuse from listeners for two hours. And no one else to shield you from it. As far as I can gather at the moment, watch this space. Will you get a second pundit? We will have to find out between now at some point uh, and the end of the show. It doesn't change much for you lot. 01419511025 on the phones. Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter <laughs> On one hand I was going to appeal to the nation To have sympathy for Andy Halliday That's just not going to work is it? I mean no, half of this city no. is it's just not going to work They might get a minority um, but I can't imagine too many um, I mean I can try If you feel sorry for Andy Halliday who's on his Todd Pick up the phone There's an extra burden of responsibility on you Pick up the phone And uh, let us know what's on your mind 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Rangers fans Big day at the club In the striking department Jermaine Defoe leaves Rangers What do you make of that? Is that the right call? Is it the right time to part ways? What have you made Of his contribution? How much of a difference Has he made on the field And off the field As far as you're concerned? And what about Cedric Eaton uh, Being recalled From his loan spell? Do you feel he's still got Something to offer? Or is that not one uh, That you would have Pressed the button on? Pick up that phone Right now please and let us know Celtic fans We gave you a, um interesting reference uh, For Riley McGree Earlier on in the week We had our Birmingham expert on It now looks like you could be set to miss out On that signing It looks like Middlesbrough uh, Will swoop in there Does that disappoint you or not? What are your thoughts? Pick up the phone And the Championship Club's calling for Crowd restrictions to be lifted early So again, even if it's none of those topics If it's something else you've thought of Why not? Let us know, I'm sure we'll tap into Andy's knowledge of hearts at the moment Will he tell us where John Souter's going to go? I don't know, I'll try, I'll try and squeeze <laughs> it out of him 0141 Give us a call uh, and let us know What's it been like then? So much you know, sort of debate about moving the winter break And still having to play Boxing Day and so on What's the life of a top flight footballer been like in that period? Uh, I mean it's always refreshing to get that little break To just recover uh, Not just physically but mentally um, You know when we heard the, the news about a potential winter break coming forward um, I think from a selfish point of view Just the way it was going for, for myself Getting back into the team And also with Hearts picking up results I was quite happy to continue to try and get results But listen as it stands just now It seems as if the right decision has been made Because if we can get back to full capacity crowds I've been a big talker on this show previously About you know playing in front of uh, you know, limited capacity. Never mind, no fans isn't the same. So if it continues well from now on, and we've got full capacity, mm. I'm more than happy. And I, I, did you get the? I mean, selfishly from a player's perspective, I suppose you got the the worst combination though, where you, you didn't get your Christmas off because yeah. you still, you know, the Boxing oh. Day game still went ahead, and then the break came. It would have been, I, I guess, a. All or nothing you know would have what? been You've the, the, the ideal scenario head, You've hit the nail on the head Because I, I would love to have Just like everyone just that's one, out there Just one or two beers maybe on Christmas Day To celebrate with the family But you know, of course it's my it's my profession I uh, always want to 
to get in on a Saturday and play football but now the only difficult thing is the seven games in 22 days which is quite tough but you know we, we certainly prefer to play matches than training that's for sure so right back at it then is that back in full full yep. sort of training and, and gearing up yeah been back in uh, since Tuesday and after you know just over a week off the, the manager and staff certainly didn't hold no grudges by getting us right back into it on Tuesday and been a couple of tough sessions but we've got an important game against St Johnston on Tuesday uh, albeit they're not in great form but we know that you know, they've certainly got the capabilities to be a good side and adding a player of Nadia Chiefs' qualities mm. we've seen what he's done in Scottish football before so I'm sure that they'll make a, a big push in the second half of the season It's been interesting though it's been a lot livelier than I expected I'll be honest if I'm being selfish the winter break getting moved wasn't wasn't great for this show we had to yep. sort of reshuffle things and, and a few quiet looking nights that didn't turn out to be that way uh, I know you've had some time away as well um, but you'll have kept up to speed with the news no doubt obviously Nathan Patterson Japanese trio James Sands uh, big moves at loads of other yeah, clubs as well a couple of yeah, it's, it's as been well. interesting hasn't it yeah definitely and it was I was quite surprised and I think we all know in the you know the world of football that January is never the busiest of windows but you know we certainly knew from you know the likes of Celtic's case we've always said that they've needed a couple of transfer windows so we expected them to be to, to be some early movers you know Nathan Patterson never, never really came as much a surprise we know that there's been no Premier League clubs, nothing about him. Uh, Sean Maloney being the new manager at Hibs, you always fancy they wanted to bring in his own players. So I do expect more movement, but you know, you know, Scottish football never lets you down, even when you think it's going to be quiet, something always comes up. It's Andy Halliday and Andy Halliday alone at the moment. 01419511025. Pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. The big news today, Jermaine Defoe leaving Rangers. Cedric Eaton is recalled from his loan. Celtic could be set to miss out on the signing of Riley McGree and Championship Clubs calling for crowd restrictions to be lifted early So you must have some thoughts on them Three really good talking points And if not, if it's something else If it's your January wish list If it's the return of crowds Whatever it may be Please pick up the phone and let us know 0141 951 1025 Which is exactly what Charlie has done As a Rangers fan Charlie, what do you make of developments In the striking department today? Well, um, yeah, two points here uh, regarding Defoe and Eaton. Um, the thing is, I was trying to go in weeks ago about Defoe. Um, I was sitting, I say, I switched to tell you, and the next month I see Defoe sitting in the Sky Showroom uh, studio. Um, I'm saying to myself, what's he doing sitting there? You know what I mean? And uh, I'm saying, he's no way you kicked him off a Rangers. I said to your, your guy that takes the phone calls, I said, listen, I says, he's sitting there with good money for nothing. I says, um, and, uh, and then I looked at the phone this morning, I says, that's the exact same thing I was saying. Uh, so he's, he's really been there, we're saving money, getting rid of him. So, but uh, he's done his wee bit, he came on now and again, get a couple of goals, end his story. He was there because he, he Gerard was there. I don't know how he didn't go with Gerard. I don't understand that. The whole rest, the whole rest of them, right? All went. He left them behind. I don't know what that was all about. Andy, what have you made of it? Because I know Rangers were comfortable at the time about him, or, or said they were comfortable about him. You know, doing punditry work and so on. Um, I'm sure you would back clubs to back their players to do punditry work. Um, but what was there a? Was there an air of inevitability that, in one way or another, this was coming to an end? Particularly when. That happened And then as as uh, Charlie says Stephen Gerrard goes Takes a lot of his coaching staff Jermaine Defoe not one of them Reverts to being a player And he's, listen He's of advanced years yeah. as well Yeah listen He's only been in the Sky Sports studios Because he's got the blessing From, from Rangers and the, and the current staff But 
That being said, it did feel a bit strange, especially because of my memory serves me right. It was actually during the Scottish Cup semi-final against Hibs, so it was a massive game. He'd obviously only just sort of made that transition into player coaching, so maybe not so strange if he was left out the squad in terms of a player, but in fact, the, the actual fact that now he was part of the coaching staff, he'd expect him to be at the very least on the touchline mm-hmm. to sort of see him in the Sky Sports studio was certainly a bit strange. But, you know, first and foremost, I've got to say that you know, being a part of a changing with Jermaine Defoe, uh, I knew how good he was on the training pitch. I knew how good he was and, and how lively he was when he when he played minutes at Rangers. But I knew how much his experience carried a lot of presence in the changing room and, and how good he was with younger players, especially the strikers. So I do think he'll be a miss, but I can't say I'm too surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has came in the door. He's obviously brought his own coaching staff. I think the transition for Jermaine Defoe into coaching... As far as my understanding was, he was working quite closely with the strikers, but with an international striker uh, such as Roy McKay that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has stepped in, uh, brought in. Sorry, mm. I'm sure he stepped into that role as well. So I'm sure Rangers wish him the, you know, the best and whatever he does moving forward, and you know he can look back at his, his time at Rangers fondly. Sum up his contribution then, because it will fall into two categories, I guess, on the field and off the field. Now on it. I think he scored a goal every hundred minutes or so, which there was a period, at any level. Yeah, there was, was a decent. period um, last season where, no, sorry, not last season, the year before, where he had the best minutes to goal ratio in the in the league, and I think that was within maybe seven or eight starts, and maybe not even quite as much as that. Uh, so anytime he, he was on the pitch, he made a contribution, and I think it wasn't even just that. It's like I said, what he brought to the changing room, his experience is invaluable. Uh, but any time that Jermaine Defoe was on the pitch. You always felt me get that chance, and if Jermaine Defoe gets a chance, you always fancy him to stick it away. So I thought it was a at the time it was a good signing. Uh, it added some much needed firepower because mm. quite a lot of you know goal tallies was re, re, was relied on Alfredo Morelos at the time, and the competition between the two of them was certainly very healthy. And whenever he played, he, he never let anyone down. When you mention the experience being invaluable, and we always hear it, I think from the outside people assume that it's going to work. Um, what, what what does that mean? What, what what does that look like? How does that actually manifest itself to being beneficial? What what goes on? I think there's probably two main factors. I think number one is when the confidence is low within the squad, whether it's been a, a run of results, a run of performances. You always want the old heads that have been a part of it and and and, and experienced more than 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 most within a squad to to sort of be that level head, that calmness within the dressing room to just see that you're all working towards the end goal if you keep doing what you're doing in the training pitch and, and I think that's invaluable for anyone. For big games, it's obviously important because he's been a part of so many. But I think the biggest thing was is you know, Rangers as a uh, as a football club of and, and the fans have been quite critical and deservedly so far for what the, the Rangers youth system have produced over the last few years. I think everyone can agree it's not been enough with, with the quality they seem to have up until a certain age group and then bringing that bridge into the first team's probably not been enough but since then uh, sorry since Jermaine Defoe came in the door you see how much time he invests into the younger players whether it's before training after training taking them aside for 30 minutes finishing movement link up play and how much just tiny little details you could see the younger players in their mm. eyes you know they're talking to a guy that's scored 160 170 goals whatever it was in the Premier League and how much invested uh, they were into that and since then, I'm not saying obviously this is the reason why, but you know, you see the likes of Nathan Patterson obviously getting his move and deservedly so. I've seen how much time he sort of invested into him as well. So I think his, his overall presence was um, was certainly very important. What impact has he had on Alfredo Morelos? What impact has anyone had on Alfredo Morelos? Because <laughs> he's certainly his own man. But I think the biggest thing was probably competition because Alfredo Morelos has been the main man at Rangers for, for a number of years and deservedly so. He was scoring 25, 30 goals every season, but. I don't think he had any sort of competition at the time. You know, with his disciplinary record uh, at times, if he, if he was missing for a game or two, uh, two, you had to rely on somebody to come in and, and be that focal point for the squad. 
and Jermaine Defoe's came in and like I said any time that he no, he had to play. He was, he was certainly, he was certainly a goal threat at, at, at any given opportunity. But Alfredo Morelos is a type of character. He, he, he's certainly self motivated. I don't think he he's one that sort of needs an arm around the shoulder for any experienced players. And you know, I'm sure we'll get into talking uh, how Rangers have looked under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in terms of you know players lifting their gears. I don't think there's been. Mm. There's been any more so than the player of the month and, and Alfredo Morelos. Absolutely, Charlie. What about Cedric Eaton coming back then? Well, as far as I'm concerned, it'll just be a brand new sign. And, and the way I look at him, I think, you know, see, we didn't know any better and we didn't know him. I would say it's like a big Dutch signing coming in. You think, you know, like Brian Brockhurst is meant to hold you know, and then just say, right, we'll bring that striker in. Because I think that um, when he comes in and the uh, same as he done, the same as this guy that um, is doing training in the. He's helped Morelos. He can speak, speak the Spanish and all that. It's not to do eating right enough, but he, he could. He, he and Kyle blend him into an even better player, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting because that, that, the big guy up the front, you know, um, I could just see the corners and, and the goals going yeah. in with the big boy. Well, I mean, I have seen it said that he does fit the profile of of some strikers that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has worked with before. Uh, let's bring Mark and Adrian. Thank you to Charlie. Um, Mark, on that that point, let's keep it there on. The return of of Cedric Eaton. What what have you made of him? Do you, do you still think he's got something to offer? Oh, hi, Paro. By the way, uh, I I always liked him. I thought he was a good player. I just thought he never got a chance to show what he could do. But his abilities were because for me, I kind of think that if Gerard didn't really like you straight away, you weren't going to be in his initial plans. Because you've seen some of the late goals and the important goals he scored for his last last season against Motherwell and that. Yeah, I thought you might mention that. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, Fashion Sakala's taken over him as players who love scoring against Motherwell, Andy. Uh, so we're all we're all we're all delighted down four my and, way to four see. For Fashion Sakala we're delighted to see Cedric Eaton back. Uh, truly, um, on a serious note, what what do you make of his return? Well, first for, uh, first and foremost, I think he'll get more minutes than probably Jermaine Defoe's had since the, uh, the start of the season, and it's it's an interesting one because I think we've seen numerous examples over the years at Old Firms that always. Know, take certain new signings when they come from different countries, you know, different time scales to settle in. And uh, Cedric Itton, for what he, he played last year, these minutes were pretty limited. Mm. And, you know, like Mark says, he, he came up with some important goals at important times. But I actually look back at the pre season that I seen him, um, and I thought he looked very, very sharp in the games that I watched. He, he played well against Arsenal, they won each and he scored. And he played the, uh, the next game against Real Madrid, they won 1 0 and he scored. And he, he just looked fitter, he looked stronger, he looked better. And uh, I, I honestly thought it was going to be a sort of breakthrough season where mm. it might feel like a new uh, signing for, for Cedric Itton coming in and, and getting a bit more time. So from that point, was probably a bit shocked to be honest that he, he then moved on for a for a loan spell. But I mean, you look at the the the, the in depth strikers that they've got at Rangers just now: Fashion Sakala, Fredo Morelos, Kamar Roof. Three players that have at different parts of the season this year done well. But I'm sure Cedric Itton will come in and try and champ down at the bit and, and push for competition for places. But we'll see that. Where a new manager comes mm. a clean slate, so it's up to him to prove himself. Yeah, is that the bit of it, Mark? Does it just make sense that this doesn't necessarily mean that Eaton is going to be playing every week, a superstar in the team? But if you've got a new manager, you might as well look at what you've got in, in terms of players that you own before you start looking elsewhere. No, well, exactly, because you've got a player out on loan who you who you paid who you did pay a lot of money for. His Tuesday, he's done all right. He scored against Bayern Munich. Do, do you know what I mean? It's not an easy thing to do. So for me I think he has got a lot of attributes And I don't know if he will start every game Because Morelos still is going to be the main man 
until eventually he will go one day. But I'm I'm pretty sure if he played Cedric Keaton in all season, it, I could give you twenty plus goals a season. I think it would be a. It's maybe an easier question, Andy, because quite simply there is a new manager, and maybe that's all. That's all the reason you need. Um, and we've all seen how many times a player with whatever level of performance under one manager and a different level of performance uh, under another. I just wonder, generally, looking at what he's done previously, where is the balance? Because we often hear this. Mark says he's not had a chance. How much of it is that he's not deserved a chance, or, or he's not taken any chance that's, that's come along? Or there must be a reason that the players don't. Get the chance Yeah well I mean The coaching staff See him every single day In training So it's difficult To comment on that aspect If you're not there And, and seeing it But I do think that You know from the limited uh, The limited opportunities He did have last year Yep he never really Set the world alight But he did come up With some important goals Another one was Let Poznan In Europa League last year So when he did get opportunities he, You know there was times Where he, he repaid the faith But maybe it was just Maybe he's coming back From this loan spell A better player You know at the start of the season He started really well I think he's got a uh, a few goals But since then He's sort of found himself out the team But I think first and foremost Does it strengthen Rangers Right now I'd argue yes Because Jermaine Defoe I think he's only made The bench a handful of times So Cedric mm. Anton comes back With a, the mindset That he wants to push Into the, to the side and, 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 and trains well I'm sure he'll, he'll get opportunities uh, Bear with me here For a, a slightly Random example And I'm not saying This is going to happen We get your old teammate Kenny Miller in, in the studio quite often And he was telling us Last week that Falkirk had a player On loan at Arbroath Anton Dowds and, and clearly Falkirk didn't want him But they looked at the profile of him They saw that he was big and strong And, and thought well we'd quite actually like him He comes back, he scores a hat-trick in his, in his first game back I ain't saying Cedric Eaton scores a hat-trick mm-hmm. but, but profile, might it be that that, that is something that, that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst likes Because he is, he's obviously of a different profile to yeah. the I other think, options I think potentially within this, the sort of new style of play That we've seen from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as well Because I think you know one thing which has been a, of a huge beneficiary to Alfredo Morelos Is you know, that lone striker starting to play in between the two centre-halves again I think when Cedric Itton I think he was often deployed on the right-hand side of the front three under Steven Gerrard Which, I mean, you you've only got to look at him for five minutes to see That's probably not going to suit him So, you know, if he... If you know Touchwood, it's not the case. Alfredo Morelos picks up injuries or suspension. He's missing a couple of games. He probably fits that profile a bit more than Kamal Ruffin's fashion Sakala because I think they're a bit more flexible in terms of where they can play within the system. So mm. first and foremost, it's all up to him. It's how he comes back in terms of what shape he's in and how he trains. And if he he can show what he's shown in flashes last year, I'm sure he can be an asset. Thank you, Mark. Nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is a great time to call because you could be. Up next, Celtic fans, how are you feeling about the transfer window? It looked all set to secure Riley McGree. It looks like that now will not happen. Uh, so give us all your thoughts on that, please. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Andy Halliday and Andy Halliday. That joke will wear off eventually. He's on his Todd at the moment. It's 01419511025. If one man can handle it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he can So pick up the phone And talk to us 01419511025 Had a good wee discussion In the opening part there About Jermaine Defoe leaving And Cedric Eaton Being recalled I am certain There are more of you out there Who've got thoughts Either agreeing Or disagreeing With what you've heard So pick up the phone And let us know Celtic fans How are you feeling It looks like Riley McGree May not happen After us telling you Earlier in the week It probably would happen um, But that's football During the transfer window So what do you make of that there's a few other things of course We're now starting to hear from uh, The Japanese signings We are seeing other people arrive We're seeing 
People leaving Bids getting knocked back For, for players throughout the club as well So there's still lots to get by on 01419511025 Let's hear a bit from One of those Japanese signings Via translation of course uh, Idaguchi Who's been at Leeds before And uh, he says The Glasgow side's given him a second chance After failing to impress The last time he was in Europe First time I went abroad as a football player, um, personally, I couldn't really leave the result I wanted. So I always wanted to try again to play for an international team. So this team gave me the second chance. So that's why I wanted to 100% go to Celtic. In terms of Leeds, I was only there for the training camp. And from there, I was on a loan to Spain and Germany. And probably the reason why, for me, it wasn't a success is because I felt I couldn't give my all. I couldn't put all my energy into it. Love this stage of the window, Andy, where you can just dream. You just dream that all your new signings are going to be wonderful. And let's be honest, no one truly knows. But the, the Celtic's business has got to be interesting, whatever way you look mm-hmm. at it. However this turns out, to see three coming from the same country, the same country that Kyogo already came from, that the manager knows so well, and Celtic obviously need bodies, they need a rebuild. So it's, it's definitely going to be one to watch, isn't it? I think it's interesting, but it just seems like smart business. I mean, Ange Postecoglou, it's obviously a league that he knows very well. Uh, having coached there, he knows the players, he knows the style, he knows... What, how they're going to fit into how he wants his Celtic team to play. So it just seems like very, very smart business. And we all know the success that, that Kyogo's brought the team so far. I think the only interesting one for me is, you know, Rio Hatati being a midfielder, Yusuke Edeguchi being a midfielder. That wasn't really an area of the pitch I thought Celtic would strengthen too much. I don't know if that's been accelerated. With, and so is Riley McGree, by yeah, the way, Riley which as well. we'll get to. Uh, I don't know if that's been accelerated too much with the fact that David Turnbull's going to be missing a number of months. But it was certainly, we all knew that Celtic were going to be the biggest movers within this this transfer window. But I, d- I did feel as if it was going to be other areas of the pitch mm. that we looked to strengthen. But that being said, I certainly don't think Celtic are done in this window. Uh, let's bring in Michael, who's a Celtic fan. Michael, it looks like Riley McGree will choose Middlesbrough instead of Celtic. We barely knew him. We thought he might be coming at, at the start of the week. Is that one that, that bothers you? What, what do you make of that situation? To be honest with you, uh, good evening, Andy, and good evening, uh, Gordon. And um, Basically, what it is, is um, if the guy doesn't want to come, then fair enough. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, but personally, we've got enough I think we've got enough midfielders, sufficient enough to hopefully fingers crossed to, to do the job for us. Like Andy's just stated there about uh, David Turnbull, he's going to be a wee, he's going to be a miss, I think, you know. But um, I would have went for that that play, that guy Hans Wolf. Um, he looks quite quite a good player. But as Andy was stating there as well, I still think that Celtic do need a left back. Um, to be honest, so that's. That's Some interesting points Let, Let's go through that um, The Riley McGree one You don't think Celtic need him Andy no. Michael doesn't think Celtic need him But they did want him I think by, by all accounts But you're right McGregor, Rogic, Turnbull Beaton Hatati, Iguchi, Soro uh, McCarthy Yep uh, Have I missed anyone? Probably um, So where McGree would have fitted in I, I, I'm not really sure But Ange Postacoglu identified him It seemed like it would happen has Michael summed up perfectly? If he if he wants to go to Middlesbrough, then 
Yeah. What do you do? Struggle, yeah, fair enough. And, and Michael, on. if it makes you feel any better, the last guy that turns you down last minute, Eddie Howe, doesn't seem as if he's made <laughs> a great decision with how he started his life at Newcastle. But yeah, I, I, I was surprised in terms of the area of the field that Celtic had looked to strengthen early. Uh, Riley McGree, we don't know too much about him, so if it's going to be a miss, who knows? Uh, you know, the fact that it was um, Ange Postecoglou's countryman made a bit of sense. He's obviously knows him a bit more profile than we do. But yeah, I, I've got to agree. I think left back certainly an area I expected Celtic to be looking at pretty early. You know, you know, Greg Taylor's sort of been in and out, volleyball and goal, yeah, ball and goal. He's played a couple of appearances, but more often than not, it's been you know Juranovic or Ralston that sort of deployed in that area of the pitch. Obviously, not been a strength, uh, more favoured position. Liam Scales has sort of been in and out, so it's not really been an area where Celtic have somebody that sort of mm. nailed down that shot throughout the throughout the season. But he does like seem I said, to like Greg Taylor when fit, though, doesn't he? Did you get the impression that? Of all the fullbacks who who are already there, and even the ones that have come in and have had to make that adjustment to going into bits of the pitch that they yeah. didn't previously find themselves, is there a case to say that he's actually taken to that quite well? I do, but I do feel as if you know Celtic's got everyone fit. You know the old firm games tomorrow. Who's playing? I still think it would be Ralston and Juranovic oh, really? either side. I really do. Uh, that just being said, I think it's because the two of them have, have certainly had a bit more mm-hmm. consistency through the fact that Greg Taylor's been injured for a. Uh, for a number of games but you know, I, I do think that's an area of the pitch that Celtic certainly need a uh, a bit more strength and depth but like I said I do feel as if it's certainly very early in the window I think Ange Postecoglou will have his targets in mind if they lose out in, in one or two it's to be expected but you know, I do think it's uh, it's going to be a, a long window for Celtic that being said you've got to, you've got to say that the return of Christoph Julian can certainly be a big plus because you know we've seen sort of both sides of a, a Christopher Julian and a, a Celtic jersey but you know, when he's on form, I think he can be a, a big asset to Celtic moving forward. I'd always encourage any footballer anywhere to join our mad world up here. Um, you've played at Middlesbrough, of mm-hmm. course. Has Riley McGree been shown around? I think the facilities are pretty good. I've no yeah. idea what swayed him. I suspect it's probably the wage packet yeah. more than the, the standard of the gym or anything like that. But just sort of tap into your local knowledge. I, I mean, to be honest, I love my, my, my five years at Middlesbrough. I went down there at 18 year old. I was still a kid. Uh, got a thrusted into an adult life where I had to cook for myself and, and clean my own clothes every day and you know the, the, the people around about the place were brilliant with me I had a great time at the football club uh, and like I said I, I think I left there a better player mm. so I, I look back in fond memories you know that being said and you make a mean I pot said, noodle yeah, I did, I, oh look at this pot noodle and oh, garlic bread this. the saviours here it's no longer Andy Hardy and Andy Hardy there is only Hardy one man one there saviour. is only one man for the big occasion when you need someone when you need a superman who steps up to the plate the bear's den balloon <laughs> <laughs> we're delighted I've never been so happy to see you I'm delighted to see you too and Andy Hardy yeah, it's good you're to looking see you windswept here. were you rushed here um, chopper pick you up alright I, I was rushed here yes uh I got my hair cut today It's all windswept now <laughs> Half Halfway through a, a curry uh, uh, it, was, the radio? It, it was a haddock And rice with Stuff how And the, just How the other half live in a haddock And you were just telling us When you moved to Middlesbrough it You mastered the pot noodle I'll tell, no, um, tell you what it was It was garlic bread And crab sticks that's what? how that's how that's how young I was. I couldn't cook. Obviously, I've been thrusting uh, thrusting into adult life at eighteen. I had crab sticks for Do you know dinner. What's funny about that because every the, night there is an attempt there, isn't there? You've you've sort of figured that that might be healthy, and is yeah, I guess, but, I, but I, it's not a great no, combination. Is every it? night, I don't think it, it's it's <laughs> suited. In Govan, the River Clyde was right beside. So you, what, like exactly. the, just a wee packet of, of, of coal, and then you just stick <sighs> the, the the garlic bread in the oven. 
Garlic bread in the oven uh, Yep Crab sticks straight out of the packet Freezing I don't even Do you know what I don't even like them as well It's just that I thought it was a healthy healthy substitute That I could get In in case you're wondering There there is a There's a loose link here We're talking about Riley McGree And how it doesn't look like It'll happen And how he'll probably Go to Middlesbrough And we were asking Andy About his time at Middlesbrough well, and then we got on to yeah, crab yeah, sticks yeah. I don't know I find the Riley McGree situation fascinating uh, I listened on Monday night to the programme It was quite something wasn't yeah, it? Yeah I mean it was the worst The, the <laughs> least glowing recommendation Given to any player that I've ever heard From a, a podcast guy Andy in Birmingham um, And uh, you know <sighs> I, I don't know whether Ange was listening And is now <laughs> quietly up. delighted But I don't think the Celtic fans should get wildly upset about Riley McGree. He'd been given a chance to go to a club like Celtic to play in front of 60,000 people. Let's be honest, they're a much, much bigger club than Middlesbrough. Uh, and he, if he chooses to go the Middlesbrough way Good luck to him May he, may he have a wonderful career But I think he's done the well, wrong thing Well one thing for sure Chris Wilder certainly wasn't listening Because he seems to have pulled the plug exactly. And went for him But it's, it's like I said it, I, I do feel as if it's a if it's an area of the pitch That I don't think Celtic are overly weak mm. So uh, I don't think that Celtic will miss out on him too much Do we sometimes overcomplicate these things If Celtic do see him as a, a squad midfielder And Middlesbrough see him as a starting midfielder And the pay packet on offer from Middlesbrough Is considerably higher Then it's a si- simple yeah, decision listen, to I, some people Yep, I, I defend everyone's decision To look after their, their, their own lives And their own careers Tony Watt If Tony Watt wants to go to Dundee United There's more money in it for him I respect that decision um, and I'm sure that Andy negotiated his way through his own playing career Doing what he thought was best for him So if that's Riley McGree's idea of what's best for him Fine, but Middlesbrough not the club that Celtic are You're right, got some interesting uh, tweets on Monday night it's, it's often the case, we just try and provide an insight If a player's signing or there's European opposition We get a, an expert on or someone who knows their stuff And get the insight. And usually people just want to talk up their own player Or mm-hmm. they want to show that our league is... Is good or our player is good And they don't have to We want an honest opinion of them But you're right It was one of the first times We've had someone on And he basically said I don't know why Celtic Want to sign this guy And it was quite It was just interesting It's just different I don't know what they're going to say Before they come on That's the way it should be Yeah yeah In a way I've read over the years Many many players Who've uh, been linked With Celtic or Rangers And you get a pal a pal who plays for another club Who comes out and says Do you know what He'll, be, he'll be sensational at Ibrox Or he'll be sensational mm. at Celtic Park And you think Well let him get here first mm. But it was refreshing In a way To find somebody on Monday night Who said <laughs> Well I'm not sure you could do it at Celtic <laughs> It was different uh, Michael what else Is on your mind then We've talked Riley McGree We know the Japanese players Are very much in And getting settled now It's interesting stuff Stephen Welsh What, do you make, what have you made of that business? Stephen Welsh, um, I'm glad he didn't go um, because I prefer him to Carl Starfelt. I mean, that, that's a personal preference. I I get the feeling. I agree I, with him. Yeah, you, you do, but <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I get the feeling Ange Postacoglu probably picks Starfelt and Carter Vickers in a, in a must win game, which is fine. You, you don't need to agree. Um, but at the same time. But he yeah. likes him enough to keep him. Yeah, exactly. Or for, or for that money, certainly. Yeah. At the same time, he very much opposes the idea of letting Stephen Welsh go to Serie A. Um, I, I think Stephen Welsh is a better player than Starfield. I think the potential is greater uh, than Starfield possesses. Um, but all decisions now are down to Ange Postacoglu. When he came in and he played Hearts at Tynecastle uh, late July, 
He was a man just trying to sift through the wreckage of the previous season And they lost that night When they play Hearts the next time Which is after the Hibs game He will have the Ange Postacoglu Celtic play uh, thank you Michael 01419511025 I think it's the polite thing to do To give Hugh Keevans the chance To get his trench coat And bowler <laughs> hat off and, and put his umbrella to one side Hold this um, cravat would you? But it is Hugh Keevans <laughs> And Andy Halliday So it's a great time to call We're going to get travel Which means you could be up next Either you've got thoughts on Jermaine Defoe Leaving Cedric Eaton been recalled Riley McGree Any other uh, transfer business uh, I know we always like to keep an eye on on young Scottish players and, and are they going to get a chance Stephen Kelly Rangers fans He's gone to Salford City On loan I know Kilmarnock Were reportedly keen And others So what do you make of it 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday And Hugh Evans Are here I don't know if you've nipped out To go and Put the bins out Nipped out to get stick the kettle on Whatever And you've come back And said hold on a minute Andy Halliday was on his own Not so long ago Well Hugh Keevans came and rescued him I always, I always knew he was your hero He was He's, he's always been the Clyde One saviour And yeah. it's good to see him There was a bit of pressure on me Apparently the viewership was down uh, And the listeners was down Over the last half an hour But they've just shot right back up Because she was back We're the Robson and Jerome Of Super Scoreboard Couldn't even tell you who they are That sums up the age difference <laughs> With the two Seriously <laughs> Now you and I are of a similar age right So I'm not exactly a fan I'm not like overly familiar with their work But I know who they are No, no who's it? Tell me no, you, I, you would need to do The detailed synopsis They were in a, in a, a, a TV series where, where they were Part of the armed forces But they also sang And they made <laughs> songs uh, Made hits After the TV show Producer Callum Can you photoshop Hugh Keevans And Andy Halliday Into like Robson and Jerome You know like the <laughs> microphone just, Yeah take care of it uh, 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Just what I said before the break Andy, Stephen Kelly Rangers youngster On loan to Salford Couple of interesting Threads to that I think Kilmarnock certainly wanted him It looked mm-hmm. like a few other Scottish clubs he, He's chosen Salford And also We see this a lot Him Ewan Henderson Whoever it may be There's always a, An element of a support out there Who just Gets a bit frustrated at that and, and would like to see these guys A bit closer to the first team it seems like a first and foremost as a player, I think it's a natural progression for him. He's, he's uh, you know, he was at Air United in the in the championship, done really well, scored some goals, played a lot of games. Then he went to the SPL with Ross County, sort of found himself, you know, on the periphery for a number of months. But towards the end of the season, played a huge part in keeping them in the in the top flight. And then now he's obviously going to go down and and, and play his trade in England for a year. We've had numbers a number of calls this year, sort of chomping at the bit for him to get his. His chance uh, at Rangers But that being said I think it's an area of the pitch Where Rangers are pretty strong I think his opportunities Would be limited So I think it's great for him To go out and play some football From the end of the season Is he not better than Salford? I mean Salford You, you, you certainly think It's a, t- a team that's going places We all know the, the, the you know the, the progression They've made as a football club uh, I know that Andy Scolden I'm not actually sure What his job title, the job title is At Rangers Was but I know head he's of scouting Or some, head something scouting. Along those lines previously And I know he's been a big part Of the sort of Salford revolution as well So I don't know if there is A link between the two there But I do think it's great For him to go down And, and experience a different Type of football as well I, I do think it'll yeah. be a test for him uh, Do I think he's better than Salford? I do Because I do think I've, I've certainly got a lot of a belief in his ability But I certainly think it's better than what he's done the first six months of the season And if you've tapped into Stephen Gerrard's knowledge you Might as well give Paul Scholes a go as well and Yeah See where it can get you 
But I, I do think that Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock might be a good learning curve for him to work under Derek. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if I think it was Gordon Dale that made a good point. Seriously, oh. um, at the weekend, as good as as good a club as Kilmarnock are, and, and as big a club and as good as Derek McInnes is, the fact that he's already played lower Premiership with Ross County. Does it seem like a bit of a strange step to, to dip into our championship? Mm, perhaps, and again, I have to respect Stephen Kelly's decision At the end of the day, I'm sure that it was his final say-so where he went So mm. good luck to him But uh, And I take your point, Salford are 11th in League 2 yeah. So let's stick up for our own game uh, a little bit as well Let's bring in Willie in Easterhouse What's your point tonight, Willie? Hi, Gordon, Andy and you there Hey Maybe she has got news things W team regarding uh, Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis is uh, drifting a wee bit as well. Maybe she just gave up the Dad's Army team. Maybe going to be a younger younger team. I mean, maybe Hugh, this obviously is in reference to Jermaine Defoe leaving. Uh-huh. Um, what was your, your take on that? I think you don't want to be ageist football can be but no. you know, once a player hits a certain age him leaving a club can't be seen as a massive no. shock or surprise really Jermaine Defoe had started to turn up in television studios uh, working on English football matches on days when Rangers were playing that screamed out to me your days at Ibrox are over and then as soon as Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came in uh, and to be fair to Van Bronckhurst he announced it straight away that Jermaine Defoe was no longer Part of the coaching setup, he was a player. He had reverted to being a player, full stop. So the news that I heard today comes as no surprise whatsoever. His time at Ibrox was up weeks ago. In the modern way, he's taken to Instagram. A sort of goodbye from the moment I arrived. I'll paraphrase this. Blown away by the magnitude of Rangers. So many people to thank: teammates, coaches, staff, fans. No mention of you, Andy. Oh, Interestingly, um, <laughs> so much love and support. Winning my first ever league title last season, career highlight, making it fifty-five title wins, even more special. I'll never forget memories I'll cherish forever. Rangers holding a special place in my heart. Um, so, looking at the just from the outside, it just looks like all round a fairly amicable yep. situation. Rangers are happy with his contribution. He probably realises with the new management team, it's it's time to go as well. I think it makes sense for all parties. I think Jermaine Defoe was was starting to make that that step into a coaching and as soon as Giovanni Van Bronckhorst arrived, he made it pretty clear that Jermaine Defoe was no longer part of the, the coaching staff who was going to be a player again. And that being said, he's made one substitute appearance this season. So I think it's it's about time you all shake hands, thank him for his time at the football club, which has been is uh, is certainly been uh, a good one and it's up to Jermaine Defoe to to decide what it does from now to the the end of his career and also Cedric Eaton represents the way forward Jermaine Mm. Defoe was always only ever going to represent what had happened in the past so um, in terms of his age and all circumstances surrounding his time at Ibrox today's news was inevitable and Cedric Eaton now under Van Bronckhurst well who's the player of the month Morelos who under Gerard at the start of the season was really going nowhere and had been called out by the manager for not scoring enough mm. goals per game. Uh, so I think all of what has taken place today is understandable. Willie, what about the return of Cedric Eaton? Is that something you're you're in favour of? Can he be reborn under a new manager? It might be a new, it might be a new player again, mate. Some more time with him, you know. It doesn't get much time when played under Stephen. Stephen mm-hmm. does seem to pick the same team mostly, doesn't he? This guy's got to be back parts now and again. Yeah, I mean, I, 
We should probably throw this out We could start What would be the best examples Of a player Who Looked like he didn't really have a future Went out on loan And then came back And Was a A main player The one that I can't see past Just because it's semi-recently Would be Ryan Christie Yeah And I think everyone thought He was leaving Celtic And I'm pretty sure he he was At at one point That's certainly the impression you got Goes to Aberdeen Comes back And then You know Goes on to be a main player I have no idea if that'll happen with Cedric Eaton Any other examples? I'm putting you on the spot now Yeah you've put us right on okay, the spot I'll give you some thinking time I can't I, I, the, the first one that actually springs to mind Isn't one that went on loan But Sasa Papach Which is what I sort of touched on earlier You, you invest a lot of money in, in a, a player coming to a new league New lifestyle, new culture Sometimes it takes people Different time skills to settle in And I remember Sasa Papach His first season at Rangers Was a real struggle and from then on in, he, he was arguably one of uh, Rangers' most reliable performers. So. How about, I know he's not a Rangers player. Callum McGregor went to Notts County, yeah. comes back and is the mainstay yeah. and is now the captain. Yeah. I think to be fair to him, I mean, he was young, so that loan just becomes a real part of the you know the progression. He probably wasn't ready for Celtic's first team. And like in a couple of months, you might look back and laugh and Cedric Eaton's bombed out and, and doesn't have... Have that future at Rangers But does that always have to remain the possibility that, Yeah of course Because I'm I, looking at the, the the performances in Germany I, I don't think he's been amazing I don't think Rangers are recalling him Because he's in irresistible form in, in Germany mm-hmm. But you know that again That, that doesn't mean that it, that might just be a new system A new manager, new voices And, and something might click It's like I said I do think that the, uh, the sort of Adaptation and, and Rangers style of play under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst could suit, suit Cedric Eaton. It's like you say, he put a number of his appearances last year for Rangers was with the right ear front free, something that's never going to suit someone of his profile. And, and like I said, uh, and Hugh just mentioned it there, the sort of upturning Alfredo Morelos' form, I think a lot of that has just been down to the sort of position he's taken up in the field. He's playing up against two centre halves again, he's, he's shown his physical presence, he's in around the box, and I think that's something that could benefit Cedric Eaton. That being said, it's up to him to come back. Show better form that he's shown for his last sort of month or two in, in the Bundesliga, and if he can show glimpses that he's shown last year, he can certainly push a, to to give Alfredo Morelos the, real competition. The one thing that occurred to me, Andy, was how much has Giovanni Van Bronckhorst seen of Cedric Eaton? I would suggest uh, analysis done by video and all the rest of it today is so important that he has seen something in Cedric Eaton and has said, right, bring him back here. And I think that you'll see an upturn in performance from Cedric Eaton once he's been under the influence of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for a few weeks. Is it that or is it that managers just, not saying they don't trust other people, of course they do, but yeah, he can listen to what Ross Wilson said about Eaton and he can he can look at analysis, but is there any real substitute for just actually having him there and working under your way of doing things no because every every manager's got their own judgement in football players so you'll have a look at Cedric Eaton in the, on the on the training field from now at the end of January and you never know in two weeks time we can be talking about Cedric Eaton going on another loan spell because the last one obviously found himself out of the team but he's got from now to the end of the transfer window to show he can, he can be a future Rangers player I've got it Graham Hall has blown it all out of the water players who looked done went on loan came back better for it he says Andy Halliday under Pedro. Ah, yeah, there you go. Everyone Beat the a- pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. You heard? You heard the news about this guy? Talk to me. You'll be proud of this, right? You, you are. You're the Beat the Pundit top dog, pretty much, or one of them. Last week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four defeats in a row for the pundits. 
We're staring at a whitewash for the first time ever Cometh the hour, cometh the shug Friday night saves the day And he's come in here and saved the show tonight as well I was well. just about to say Not Honestly. only saving the pundits and beat the pundit But saving Honestly. the show tonight Right, 01419511025 If you want to take on the saviour Or Andy Halliday Now is the time to pick up the phone Your calls must be in before 7 o'clock So be quick, beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 on the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Some interesting reaction coming into the news Jermaine Defoe leaves Rangers And Cedric Eaton is recalled from his loan It looks like Celtic will miss out on the signing of Riley McGree So keep your thoughts coming on that one Celtic fans And anything else that you've got for us We've still to get to championship clubs calling for crowd restrictions to be lifted early. So much more to get through between now and eight o'clock. Let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. The one thing I would not condone is lying to try and get through on Beat the Pundit. I'm looking at my screen here, it says David, Rangers fan, Glasgow, and he wants to play Andy because he was one of his favourite Rangers players. I don't even believe that for a second, David. Yeah, he was one of my favourites, definitely. <sighs> Some people have got no Appreciate taste. That, David. Some people have got no taste. Uncle David, it usually is, is it not? <laughs> he must have been loving the first 20 minutes of the show. You've not by seen him since Christmas Day when the family was all together. <laughs> How uh, old is your brother? I have two. <laughs> I have two Do you he actually be more, I, I do thought you only had one no, we go. One called David Not Ian and Robbie <laughs> You learn something new every day uh, Right Heads it will be Hugh Evans. You'll be stuck with him And Tails it will be your favourite It will be Andy Halliday And it is Tails It's Andy uh, Is it a secret that you've been away on holiday Too late If it is I've just exposed you And have you been studying Whilst no. you were away Bit rusty this But we'll, we'll get back a good go is that, I might let my brother win Is that what <laughs> you consider a suntan Listen I'm not interested In saying just, just What does that do for me Because there's a very 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 slight Hint of red Yeah, yeah. I, That's all for the shade um, just, well, just just curious um, Right anyway Let's give Andy Some Clyde 2 To listen to And that way He won't hear us David 30 seconds Answer as many Right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And move on okay Yep 30 seconds starting now Who was the last player Everton paid money To Rangers for Before Nathan Patterson Stephen Nesmith Which continental club Did Mark Krosas Join Celtic from Barcelona Which Scottish Premiership club Signed a Finnish goalkeeper This week St Johnston Who plays their home games At East End Park Dunfermline Who won the Scottish Premiership Player of the Month For December Morelos What nationality Is former Celtic player Reggie Blinker Dutch And which Scottish Top flight side Have two mascots Called Super Saint And Brogan St Mirren Okay, let's bring Andy Halliday back. It's the Suntan Man. Can you hear us? Yep, let's Good go. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Who was the last player Everton paid money to Rangers for before Nathan Patterson? Arteta. What continental club did Mark Krosas join Celtic from? Barcelona. What Scottish Premiership side signed a Finnish goalkeeper this week? Dundee United. What Scottish side play their home games at East End Park? Dunfermline. Who won the Scottish Premiership Player of the Month for December? Alfredo Morelos. What nationality is former Celtic player Reggie Blinker? Dutch. And what Scottish top flight side have two mascots called Super Saint and Brogan? <laughs> Smirin. Okay. What's the verdict, David? 
Mm, pretty confident Okay it's Pretty close Let's find out The first one's uh... I don't know what you were on about here I thought at least one of you Both Rangers fans I thought The last player Everton paid money to Rangers for Yelovich. Before Nathan Patterson mm. Was Yelovich Anyway uh, Nil nil We move on You both knew that Mark Krosas Came from Barcelona For a man who was away And was telling me That he didn't know What was going on I'm impressed that you knew Dundee United Signed a Finnish goalkeeper Any reason oh. you knew that? No just studying for the last five sure, minutes. Sure. Um, so he does go in front, I'm afraid, David. Okay. Uh, Dunfermline, East End Park, you both got it. You're still level. Uh, uh, sorry, Andy's in front. Alfredo Morelos, Player of the Month. Andy's in front. Reggie Blinker, Dutch. Andy's in front. And you both said St. Mirren when it's St. Johnson for the teams. Do you know what, David? I, my heart goes out to you. That was a perfectly good effort. You got four. But unfortunately for you, Andy Halliday, get no, five. No, Hard lines, David. Well played, David. He's a yep. tough. He's a tough man to beat. You. He was warming up because You've got to be up early. We went on to Clyde too. It was Michael Jackson and yep. Halliday was moonwalking across Jeez. the studio. Clyde too plays some good music. Yeah, they, they certainly they really do. do. Absolutely, um, but you can't get golden content like you two. Uh, being photoshopped to look like Robson and Jerome, which <laughs> which um, producer Callum has now produced. Are you happy with that? You're sort of leaning longingly oh, on, on you Hugh Keevan's shoulder. That's actually a great picture of you. It's not bad, actually. Yeah. I could, that could go on you. You've got Instagram, Hugh, haven't you? <laughs> I don't even have Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> that was a few haircuts ago, I'll tell you that. Anyway, 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Wilberto says Alan McGregor under Le Guin. He was back up to Letizzi. Walter mm-hmm. returned McGregor came back as number one and arguably Rangers greatest goalkeeper not a bad shout so but again it's, he was never really a number one uh, in the boot since then so I, I thought it's not mm. quite the same is it what do you mean well Alan McGregor came through the youth system he was never really a sort of number oh, before one before that yeah before ah, that right, and then right, he's okay. went on it's similar to the Callum McGregor yeah really. I get it no okay but, but that, I think it's not a good shout it's not yeah. a good shout in case anyone's like what on earth are you three on about we were talking about Cedric Eaton, we were talking about any examples of players who looked done, went on loan and came back reborn, if you like. Ryan Christie seemed like a good example. Wilberto says Alan McGregor. Hugh was throwing names like Callum McGregor in. Um, so I, I'm not sure how, how many good examples we'll come up with, but keep them coming if you so wish. 01419511025, like I said, uh, on the phones. It would be interesting to hear from any championship fans out there. Um, you've got a few spokespeople, if you like, Ian McCall being one of them, hoping to bring forward the lifting of restrictions so that you can join in all the fun from the top flight, but but get it for uh, for this weekend rather than Monday night. So we'll see what we get on that later on. Well, let's speak to Kenny, who's a Hearts fan. I think he wants to put Andy on the spot. Uh, Kenny, take it away. Hi, good evening. Sorry, uh, evening, guys, and thanks to you for saving the show tonight. Uh... <laughs> You're my kind of jambo, Kenny. I think I must be the only one in the party the guys sitting next to you. <laughs> Listen, what I was wanting to say, guys, was uh, Andy. Yes, Kenny. I, I'm uh, my thirteen-year-old daughter encourages me to meet you every time you finish a game at Tynecastle and away as well. Uh, she's, 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 I hope she's not listening to the radio, but she's got her, like a wee crush on Cammy Devlin. Eh? Uh, I think I've probably got a crush on myself, to be honest. But, <laughs> uh, no, it's 
Listen, he normally leaves with wee Cochrane in the car and that, and I'm saying, where's the wee Ken Tanya's like, oh, he's not there. I'm like, oh, Jesus, God, is going to be the end of the world. And he says, no, he's still probably still causing mayhem in the changing room. As we Cammy, you know, we see him on the pitch, Andy, and you play alongside him, train with him and that, but as we Cammy, the, the, the wee character that we actually all perceive, He's, listen, first and foremost, he's just a lovely, lovely kid And I think what you see in the tin when you see him in the football pitch He's very, very similar off it Full of energy Comes in with a smile on his face every day And I think he just loves what he does He loves playing football uh, I think it's been a smart piece of business by You know, the, the manager and, and Joe Savage they've, they've they've dipped into a market that You know, I think we can all admit we're not too well well aware of But they've came in He's came in, sorry And he's he's been great for us this season I think... Um, we, we thought that Benny Beningame obviously being out uh, would be a bit of a blow after uh, the start of the season he had but you know him and, and Peter Haring have struck up a, a good partnership over the last few weeks and again we've dipped into that market by by bringing in Nathaniel Atkinson uh, will give as much needed cover on the right hand side um, so hopefully he brings the same impact that, that Cammy's done Had the chance to see any of him or is it too early with everything that's been going on yeah, yeah, he's not been on the training field yet. I don't know if there's a. I'm honestly, I'm not too sure. I don't know if there's a level of quarantine maybe from coming over for You've Australia. You've been away, and yeah, uh, we've only been in for uh, that's two days now. So I'm sure he'll um, he'll be introduced to the squad soon. And like I said, it's uh, it's much needed cover for for certain positions on the pitch. Kenny, the last thing any thirteen year old girl needs is their dad <laughs> outing who their crush is on oh, radio yeah. to hundreds of thousands of people. Um, what right here's the this is where we need to get to the the main talking point here, Kenny. What's going to happen with John Souter? I think he's Zofsky, to be honest. Uh, and I don't blame him. Uh, you know, you see on a lot of the Hearts forums, they're all kicking up hell. Oh, we helped him recover, we helped him do this, we helped him do that. The guy's got a living like everybody else has got to do, you know what I mean? So he's got to do what's right for his family. But I'm chuffed to bits that Craig Gordon's re-signed, uh, Craig Halkett's re-signed, Stephen Kingsley apparently is on the verge yet. Andy, you still with us for the next couple of seasons? Uh, we'll see, soon see, Kenny. Uh, I'm certainly here from from now to the end of the season. Uh, I've spoke numerous occasions how uh, how much I've enjoyed my time at Hearts. I think this season we've um, we've obviously done extremely well, but it's where we where we wanted to be. We know we spoke at length at the start of the season. Came under quite a bit of criticism last year, undeservedly so. Uh, towards the end of the season, sort of tailed off in the in the performances that were expected. But we always felt as a squad that we weren't too far away. We just needed. No certain certain competition for places in certain areas, and and we would do just fine. And uh, like you said, we've we've certainly had a a great first half of the season, but still a long way to go. Let's have some fun, Hugh Evans. Are you giving us an exclusive Andy Halliday on the future destination of John Souter? I know the same as you know, the same as everyone's read on the papers. But I can say uh, from a teammate point of view and a Hearts player, we certainly hope that he stays with us because, in my opinion, uh, and I don't think it's a controversial one, I think he's been the standout centre half in the league this season. Um, we all know John Souter, uh, the potential he's shown since he was a 17-year-old, 16-year-old kid that broke through at Dundee United. He said his injury problems like a lot of players and uh, he showed the mental toughness and char- uh, character to battle, battle back, not just one, not just two, but three, you know, potentially career-ending uh, injuries. And there was no one happier than me, uh, as you know, when, when I sat in this studio when he, when he scored on his Scotland return. I was absolutely delighted for him. And uh, that being said, in my opinion, that he's been the standout centre half. What comes with that is interest from from mm-hmm. from certain clubs. So uh, I'll certainly wish him well, whatever he decides to do. But from, you know, from certainly mm-hmm. from a selfish point of view, I hope he's a Hearts player moving forward. Yeah, I mean that was all lovely. I just don't believe you. So let's try and read his face, <laughs> Hugh Keevans. Right. Blink if John Souter is going to become a Rangers player by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Again, 
Well, slightly t- tongue in cheek. How, how good not, is he? How good is he? Very good, very yeah. good. Got all the attributes. Uh, not the biggest, but aggressive, strong, really quick, which was probably the biggest thing that surprised me playing with him. And uh, more than comfortable with the ball at his feet. And you know, you just mentioned one club there, but obviously you see it all over mm-hmm. social media. I think that you know Rangers are interested. A couple of a championship clubs in England are interested. So you know, whatever he decides to do, I think he deserves it first and foremost. Um, but. Oh, fingers uh, crossed. Hugh, well, let, let's try a different tactic. Right, hold on. Right, I think he's going to become a. I think he will announce something to do with Rangers. I think yeah. whether that's now, whether it's pre-contract, I think the destination will be Rangers. And Andy will have to correct us, otherwise, this show's wonderful reputation will be in the gutter. If you're a sensible man, <laughs> then you would take one look at Halliday's face and realise that in Millionaires Row in the West End, where he lives, he'll be getting a neighbour soon. Oh really? Oh, Hugh, you must know more than me. Oh really? I think he's doing well to keep his cards close to his chest. I must admit, I do, I do. Right, uh, Kenny, it was nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Whatever is on your mind tonight, now would be a good time to share it. Um, let's speak to David, who's in Cumbernauld. What's your point tonight, David? Evening, everybody. How's it going? Hi, David. Uh, my point tonight is just uh, I'm loving the, what Giovanni von Broggross is doing. He's wanting to see everything for himself. He's getting Cedric Gaten back. He wants to see him with his own eyes rather than with reports. He's uh, looking at other players in other positions. He's seeming to be rejigging the backroom as well. So it just seems to me as if he wants to build everything back from scratch again because he could have just said, well, nothing's broke, why fix it? But he seems to want to make the team in his own image. It's a fair point, Hugh, in terms of it's not that often in football you get to take over a club that's you know sort of top of the league and yeah. had won the previous league and, and all that stuff. So that, that I guess there can be a temptation to just say carry on as you were, but he does seem to be putting his own stamp. Everything he's done so far has been the right thing. Um, he's also managed, and he used the expression backup player. He referred to Nathan Patterson in an interview with a Dutch newspaper as a backup player. And that's why he wasn't bothered about selling him to Everton. Uh, I am fascinated by all of the football starting on Monday night with the Celtic-Hibs game. 24 hours later, Rangers go to Pataudry. I am greatly intrigued to see if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst can keep up that record of not only winning all these games... But not conceding goals Because Pataudry Aberdeen As Andy Halliday predicted earlier in the season Are resurgent now After a worrying time under Stephen Glass I am fascinated by that game As much as I am by the Celtic Hibs game But I, I just think I'm the one that said I don't see him losing a game Between now and the end of the season They'll be pawing the ground on Wednesday morning If Aberdeen beat Rangers They'll be pawing well, You'll be in trouble ground. You'll be yeah, in real trouble I'll be in deep deep um, trouble But I think Van Bronckhurst Right now What can you say There is no downside He is flawless So far Yeah so far Andy he is The manager of the month today We we spoke about player of the month It was a double uh, At Rangers And it, I don't think it's a hugely Controversial Award uh, Given his no. body of work Across that month no, it's uh, it's been pretty faultless since he's came in the door. Uh, you know, in terms of, I talked about it earlier. In terms of sort of similar style changes that we've seen, it's it's all been very very subtle. But one thing that's been a major improvement is, is Rangers' upturn and not only performances but 
defensive uh, defensive statistics because that's only two two goals conceded in nine and it sort of broke the record. I think it was six consecutive games. Am I right? I, I conceded the first goal in a game. I said it before and I'll say it again. That's very very hard to do at any football club, never mind Rangers. So I think since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has came in. They've got that hard to beat mentality back again, and uh, yeah, deserve they won mm. the award, a manager of the month. Andy Halliday is either very good at keeping his cards close to his chest, David, or he genuinely doesn't know um, the future destination of John Souter. Would you like it to be at Rangers? I think uh, he's uh, the likely replacement for Connor Goldson, in my opinion. Uh, Connor Goldson has been a great player for us, but for me, He's had one or two too many comments in the newspapers uh, that have led a, left a bad taste in the mouth. And, uh, I think if he thinks he can do better elsewhere, then he should go. I think that's what he's trying to do because he, he should have signed the contract by now. And obviously, Gondon at this point, he's obviously looking elsewhere. And the know we need somebody that's strong and great. And obviously... Uh, Sophie's been doing that playing in the league and he's obviously resurged himself after the massive injury crisis that he had and it's just great to see a player come back for that no matter what team you support Yeah that's a fair point uh, Andy on a more positive note in case any Hearts fans are just gutted at the prospect um, I think Kenny did mention it got the, the goalie on a new yeah. contract Craig Halkett how important are they particularly the keeper? Massive, massive because you know for as good as um, as John Suter's been at the back, Craig Halkett equally so. I think he's a bit of an, uh, an unsung hero at Hearts. To be honest, here I think he's been a model of consistency. Uh, I think from the the twenty thirty minute period we sort of lost him at the end of St Mirren game. I sort of thought I thought we sort of lost away a little bit. So he's a, a huge bonus uh, to be tied up for another two and a half years. But you know I talked about who I thought was the best centre half in the league so far this season. I don't think there can be much argument who's been the best goal in the league uh, yeah. so far this yeah, season. Yeah, Liam Kelly's been great, hasn't he? <laughs> no, no, I, that's certainly not who I was thinking about. But, I mean, Craig Gordon, the most saves in the league, uh, second goal, second least goals conceded in the league, which is uh, some going considering, you know, some conceding three yep. at home to Tynecastle, uh, sorry, at home to Rafe Rovers at Tynecastle last season and some of the, the sort of defensive you leave displays your we had. Dubai as well. I, I think so. <laughs> but, uh, was that mouthful of coffee there? But, um, I mean... At the ripe old age he's at now He certainly shows no signs of slowing down So to, to tie him down is, is a massive bonus Well I said Monday night's programme For me, best goalkeeper Barman in the league right now uh, With all due respect to Liam Kelly And to Joe Hart uh, And everyone else Good standard actually Segrist, yeah. Xander Clark yeah. Jack Anik I'll probably have missed someone yeah. out but, um, but Gordon is an exceptional story You know and Celtic made a big mistake Discarding him uh, and they, Does that mistake sting less now Because of how good Joe Hart's been? Yeah, yeah, of course But I mean, but at the time When, when it was Barkas or, or Craig yeah, Gordon yeah. I mean, you've cost yourself money To get Joe Hart And he's done very, very well for Celtic yeah. But I mean, you've discarded a goalkeeper Of unbelievable quality I, Yeah, I do think I, listen, I think Joe Hart's been been, uh, been excellent Since he's came into the door at, uh, at Celtic Park But I mean, can you argue He's won Celtic many points so far this year? I think it's sort of been more down to Celtic being a, a bit stronger a unit obviously dominating the ball in the majority of games but I mean you look back at some of the games that, that Hearts and, uh, have had this yeah, year I think you he, can really say that Craig Gordon's won yeah. Hearts numerous points so far in the first six months yeah you're right I can't remember for sure I remember some big saves in Europe in particular from Joe Hart I'll have a think about it uh, it's during. Not, it's not that Joe Hart's a bad goalkeeper no, no. Joe Hart's an exceptional goalkeeper with a terrific career it's just that this season so far, the best goalkeeper in the Premiership is Craig Gordon. He is to goalkeeping what you are uh, to 
football phone-ins 01419511025 And speaking of which It's a good time to call You could be up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 if you want to get in touch This is like the bit of the show where I just throw contact information at you I'll even give you Hugh Keevans' landline and Andy Halliday's uh, mobile number in a second So that's your number to phone in At Clyde SSB on Twitter And if you want to send a full-time teaser in Which is this part of the show The address is fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com this one has been sent in by Ryan And Ryan got in touch from Coatbridge So thank you to Ryan who got in touch at that email Since season 14-15 Eight goalkeepers Have kept 15 or more clean sheets In a single season In the Scottish top flight Since season 14-15 Eight goalies 15 or more clean sheets In a single season In the Scottish top flight Who are they? McGregor Yes Forster no. Oh. 14-15. West Fodderingham? No. Nope. No. Craig um, Gordon? Yes. I was waiting on that. We just spent the last five minutes talking about him. We will leave it there because you're already. Sorry, how many goalkeepers? Eight. And you've oh, already okay. got two. Yeah. So you'll be absolutely fine. We will get there. I have no doubt whatsoever. Uh, here's a topical one for you. Certainly over the last couple of days. Partick Thistle manager Ian McCall is asking for crowd restrictions to be lifted immediately so that Thistle against Kilmarnock along with other lower league games this weekend can be attended to capacity. The big news yesterday, huge news coming from the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. The 500 limit on crowd sizes will be lifted from Monday which means Celtic Hibs, then all the big games on Tuesday and going forward it's it's back to, to normal Uh Sort of with a slight change to vaccine passports But back to normal in terms of crowd number For the top flight From a footballing perspective The the decision to move the winter break Alan Burrows was on last night You know, It worked to a point We obviously had to play as a compromise on Boxing Day But now fans will be back in So understandably the Championship are saying Well we don't want to miss out on an extra weekend And here's what Ian McCall has to say I think everybody should have shut down But there you are, we, we move on Um I, I can see I can see why that that type of thing is all relative, really, isn't it? To in terms of what club you're at, so um, you're not telling me that, say Clyde versus somebody with whatever that, that amount of money is as relevant to them as sixty thousand a park is to Celtic. So it'd be nice if we were all, you know, I, I'm not not all treated the same, but we might if we if it was. A, do you know what really would solve it if the, the government just says, well, listen, yes. It would lessen the blow. Let's allow a crowd at Fuddle on Friday night and allow a crowd at the, with all the testings stringently done, and allow crowds at all the other games on the Saturday. Is that a fair request? Yes, without doubt. You have to begin all these conversations by saying, I'm not a virologist, but I don't really get the difference between a Friday night game and a Monday night game in terms of the transmission of COVID 19. There's an arbitrary nature to what goes on. We have the, the, the close down brought forward so that we can get people back into their grounds and the, the gamble paid off. However, there were people within the game that I read before the First Minister got to her feet yesterday 
And said that the, the restrictions were over Starting from Monday There were people within the game Who thought well We won't go from 500 To maximum capacity It'll be phased in But no They went from 500 To 60,000 At Celtic Park On Monday night So Again I am not a virologist However I don't get How there can be that much of a difference Between Partick Thistle playing Kilmarnock at Firhill On Friday night and Celtic and yeah. Hibs on Monday night in front of 60,000. I mean, I, I'm not either, obviously, and I, I don't think I, I could come up with a difference, and I absolutely would love to see that, because that would be a big crowd, yeah. Partick against Kilmarnock. I, I do wonder if this is just... Again, we always do look at things from a football perspective, but sometimes you know, we, we, we maybe forget that all along, whether it's football or hospitality or travel or whatever it may be, the government with their bigger picture hat on... Ultimately pick a start date and an end date for, uh-huh. for restrictions And you know there has to be a line somewhere And is it really likely that they say Okay we'll, we'll move that so that the championship But again as football fan I, I, yeah, I agree yeah. as a football fan I'd love it I just wonder if that's the way the decision makers feel about it well, um, I, I, see, These are government decisions Based on they always say the science mm. Um no, I, I get that, but I, I mean, in terms of every time a restriction's brought in, you know, it's either like a, a Friday or a Monday. That 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 bit will never be based on the science. That's just a just a start date and an end date. Well, isn't but it? again, if, you, if if Jason Leach said when asked about the five hundred, well, we had to draw a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense to me. Five hundred. Uh, oh, in, again, I, I listen. I agree with all this. I'm just trying inside to inside Albion Rovers is one thing. Five hundred inside Celtic Park is another thing, or Ibrooks is another thing entirely. Um, so I feel sorry for Partick Thistle These clubs have been suffering um, And I, I don't understand why Friday night is bad And Monday night is good Yeah, there's certainly got to be a level of sympathy For, for Ian McCollin And other lower league um, clubs in Scotland We've, we've spoke at Lenf Island Burrows I, I believe was on the other night And they talk about the, the financial implications for, for even the top flight clubs Over the, the three game period You've got to look at the lower, lower league clubs And realise that they, they get receipts And what could be, potentially be a good few thousand cramming into Fulham yeah. on Friday can can be of a, a huge importance to the football club. Not only that, we talk about you know mental health of people getting back into football again, and and as football players want to play in, in, in as big a crowds as possible. So hopefully the question does get asked, and, and hopefully fingers crossed that mm. it may get changed to Friday night. Who, who knows? How good was it though, Hugh? That news yesterday, just oh. from a very simple, basic football fan level, it was great, wasn't it? It changes everything. It just changes the complexion of everything. Celtic fans and the Hibs fans can't wait for Monday night The Celtic fans wondering whether they'll get the chance to see all four Japanese Will two start and two are on the bench etc 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 Sean Maloney going back to the club he played for twice With uh, two wins under his belt as Hibs manager And then we go on to a card You know Rangers at Aberdeen 24 hours later Andy's Hearts at home to St Johnston Big fixture for them Ross County and Motherwell You know Motherwell With uh, Graham Alexander Having extended his contract uh, Dundee United St Mirren Vital Down in the, the Bottom six of the league uh, Livingston Dundee Very important In its own way Every game All six Spread over A 24 hour period um, Exciting Intriguing And people Can be there That's the most Important thing And that, That's one thing About the government I don't think the government Get that I don't think they get mm. what 
Football means to people Yeah a lot of support for Ian McCall's comments on Twitter Alan McLean says well said Ian Makes sense Randall says don't see why not Monday, Saturday what's the difference um, Yeah I, I guess that's it's all along sort of similar themes Andy you've spoken many times about your disdain For playing in front of no crowds or, or limited crowds So from a, a footballer's perspective How pleasing was the news yesterday? Oh a huge bonus, absolutely delighting. I've got to say, I was shocked. Uh, you know, Hugh touched on it a couple of minutes ago when you, when you go from, you know, potentially five hundred fans on Boxing Day, we actually played in front of no fans on Boxing Day to to go into full capacity in three weeks. It wasn't what I, was, uh, I certainly was expecting, but absolutely delighted at the news. Spent a full season playing in front of uh, no fans last year. Spoke about it at length. That certainly never want to go down that route again. And even just that one game Boxing Day, I mean, it's just. Was that a really unwelcome return? Because yeah. you thought you were, you know, done with that yeah, sort of thing. And, and you don't need me to tell you that, you know, football fans are, is what makes football. But again, even if you just watch the ninety minutes of our game against St Mirren at Boxing Day, just straight away, tempo fifteen percent down than what it's been probably every game this season, and we'll certainly welcome them back in on Tuesday night. Yeah, looking forward to it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, let's bring in. George, who's on the line. What's your point, George? Hi, yeah. Uh, so moving on to a slightly different topic from what you've been discussing. That's fine. Um, yeah, I read um, that uh, Billy Gilmore's picked up an ankle injury and could be potentially out for three to four weeks. So what I wanted to ask the panel was, um, given that we know that he could be out for three or four weeks. Um, who would you look to replace Billy Gilmore and why? I have, I would personally like to see um, Ryan Gold uh, being brought into the fore now because he's been uh, performing really, really well um, over... Um, is it Canada or America? Yeah, yeah Canada. Uh, well, yeah, the MLS, so you know American League, but Vancouver. Um, uh, first of all, four weeks takes us up to the 9th of February, so I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm just not ready for my year to be ruined no. in this fashion so no. early on. No. Uh, that Billy Gilmore misses those playoffs. Uh, they are in March. Four weeks, as I said, who takes us to the 9th February? So before we get on to potential replacements and give uh-huh. George's due. Hopefully it doesn't get to that No uh, And the last thing I was told Was that Stevie Clark Had been assured That Billy Gilmer Had every chance of playing Ryan Gold An interesting one He's always talked about He's had quite the career Since leaving Dundee United for Portugal And uh, He's had a very Very enjoyable career And he's been Good Wherever he's gone And he apparently Is lighting up the MLS But with regard to his country, he's a non-event. And I'm not sure you go from non-event to, right, he replaces Billy Gilmer because Stevie Clark is very faithful to those who have gone down the road with him. And I think if Ryan Gold was called into the squad, it wouldn't be as an automatic pick. As I say, he's fascinating because he's played at a very good level in Portugal he is playing at um, a, a decent level in Vancouver and he is doing very well there. But in terms of international football, he's still a novice. Yeah, I mean, the season ended, didn't it? November, I think, 
over there, Andy. Um, firstly, hopefully Billy Gilmore's fit. Looks like if that time frame is to be, be believed, he will be. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yes. Certainly hope so. First and foremost, but yeah, three to four weeks seems as if it could be plenty enough time to recover in terms of the the playoff games in March. But you know, it's been probably been a, a disappointing campaign personally for Billy Gilmore for uh, his stint at, at Norwich so far. But you know, a Scotland jersey has been an absolute revelation. So hopefully he's fit and, and firing and ready to go in March. Um, Ryan Gold. Yeah. Again, it's it's a funny one because you see a lot of stuff wrote in social media where how impressive he was in his, his last season in Portugal that he then gets his, his big money move to the MLS and, and sort of continues on that form but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he will be in Steve Clark's thoughts uh, I'll think another one to George I think John John Fleck he was obviously in the in the squad pretty regularly before uh, found himself sort of out the plans but hearing a lot of good reviews for, for his performances at the start of the season so he, so he could be another one especially with David Tumble obviously missing a, mm. a number of weeks now so it could be a natural uh, replacement for him as well are we remaining confident he'll be fit, George? Um, well, the the key term is potential, the potential uh, recovery time, and I'm hoping, like everyone else, he he does recover in time, and we don't need to think about you know potential replacements. Um, your your panel, uh, sorry, I'm not very good with names, uh, mentioned um, David Turnbull being again. Uh, David Turnbull being injured, he would have been another good replacement. But can I just mm. pick up on a point sure. uh, that you said? Um, I think it was you anyway. Robson and Jerome tonight anyway, <laughs> George, <laughs> apparently. So you can call them whatever you want if you keep it polite. Well, yeah. Um, in the last... Uh, in the, I think it was in the last... Uh, in the build-up to the last squad, the, was it the Sunderland... His striker Jacobs, I'm not, uh, what was that new striker? Oh, Jacob Brown from Stoke, yeah, yeah. Jacob Brown, Jacob Brown was mentioned, and you know, new player into the setup, he was doing really, really well. Uh, and Steve Clark, you know, uh, went against the grain of of picking multiple regulars mm-hmm. and wanted to introduce them. So, in that line of thinking, that's why I'm thinking. Uh, Brian Gold would be quite good as uh, one of your panel just said there you know the MLS season's finished he's in a rich vein of form yeah I think it starts again in February as well so it would be a, you know an interesting time to come back if we're talking about strikers to watch though just when he mentioned Jacob Brown we've been over the Tony Watt situation I think I wonder where Ross Stewart ranks 18 goals in 30 games For yeah. Sunderland this season I thought Cold. that was who um, Who George was going to mention When he mentioned seven Sunderland in, yeah. Seven in his last four Yeah, hat-trick last week as well I'm told there's an absolute Clamour for him In this transfer window And the, it's the one thing You know We've turned into a nation Of fullbacks, And my goodness They are magnificent fullbacks, And we've got Midfield players hmm. Wall to wall But you know we have um, Lyndon Dykes who Adams Adams scored last night. Jacob Brown, uh, but no natural born Scottish player. Uh, and you know there was a time when we had magnificent fullbacks, and then we also had mm. magnificent strikers. But that well has dried up, with the honourable exception of Ross Stewart. And as you just recounted, Gordon, his his numbers, as they say today, his numbers are great. At Sunderland And I know that Sunderland Are not the club they once were And are not as high up The pecking order As they once were But you cannot dismiss What this guy is doing 
took his goal scoring bits from Ross County all the way down to the North East <laughs> England yeah. and yeah. Yeah, continued that form uh, actually watched the highlights from the, the game he scored his hat-trick last week and you've got to say his goals were certainly were impressive uh, I'm sure another one that I'm sure that uh, Steve Clark's firmly got in his thoughts but got to say I'm pretty happy with the strikers we've got right now uh, yeah. I'm sure he can continue to do what he does and, and try and force his way <laughs> into the plans just there are a few things that link me to this beautifully So he is a Scottish striker Used to play for Sunderland Played against Sunderland last night Have you seen this? Chris Maguire Chris Maguire Have you no, seen it Hugh? No, no. So Chris Maguire used to play for Sunderland yeah. He now plays for Lincoln Yeah. Now how many times do you see it? Player scores against former club Don't Won't celebrate uh-huh. Out of respect So he scores I think it's the opener To put them one up Which to me Makes it extra bold Because it's only 1-0 30 minutes gone and initially it looks like he's doing that old thing Kind of hands up No no celebration Until He makes a beeline For the manager Lee Johnson And runs and celebrates Right in his face <laughs> And then runs off Could it come back to bite him? Maybe But maybe not Because he goes on to score a hat-trick yeah. Ross Stewart does score But Sunderland lose 3-1 I'm just waiting for Andy to score against Rangers at Ibrox And swallow dive into the Broomloan stand <laughs> And see what happens to him then There's so much that's not likely about that um, Starting with scoring a goal Are you a fan of that? There is a phrase that they use on social media To describe that type of behaviour But it, it's a wee sweary word And I don't think I'll get away with it Yeah Not for me personally no. But uh, I don't know the situation Where his, his tenure at Sunderland Okay ended so last year so. Right, Rangers is a bad example Because of the way you feel about the club But if you came up against Pedro Cachinha in another life, would you not be tempted to go and celebrate in front of him? <laughs> nah, I would, I would rise above it. Ah, rise be, the, above be the bigger man. Yeah, be the bigger man, Hugh. <laughs> ah, we'll see. Thank you very much, George. If you've not seen that Chris Maguire clip, go find it. Um, it's, it's quite entertaining. Uh, thanks again, George. The teaser tonight, Ryan and Coat Bridge. Since the 14-15 season, eight goalies, 15 or more clean sheets in a single season in the Scottish top flight. Who are they? You've got Craig Gordon. Alan McGregor Nice to see you're starting With the obvious one Is Scott Bain there? He is mm-hmm. By the way Well done right. Xander Clark last Xander year Xander Clark is there right, That's 50% of the way Well I'll tell you what We'll get the rest next Will we? Right. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Call Robert Accident Repair Wishing you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year Deciding to save more By shopping at Lidl Feels like But getting the chance to win £25,000 or a mini electric car just by doing your shopping, that's like... Just scan your Little Plus app when you spend a minimum of £10 to get a stamp. Collect four and submit them on the app. Download and start saving today. 18 plus and 2nd of February 2022 qualifying spend excludes infant formula various prices available full TNCs apply see little.co.uk forward slash SC When you're in the trades your tools your superpowers so if a supervillain steals them you won't have time to wait with Directline Tools Essentials we're on it to help you get your most important tools back in a flash well when we say flash we mean within 24 hours after a few checks we solve problems you save holdups on your jobs search Directline Tools Essentials we're on it Directline Tools and business equipment insurance needed. Limit supply up to £1,500 within 24 hours after claim checks. 8am to 6pm, Monday to Friday except bank holidays. Underwritten by UK Insurance Limited. 
Clyde One loves supporting the community and local business. Head to Village Blinds, East Kilbride or Clarkston. For made-to-measure blinds and shutters, from Venetian to roller, blackout to motorised. Full house discounts available. Blinds to suit every budget. Call or head to villageblinds.co.uk to book a free home visit. Let them make your house a home. Clyde One loves supporting local business. Visit ClydeOne.com. A new flat screen TV can't replace the feel of golden sand between your toes. A remote waterfall has never been discovered inside a new fridge freezer. And you definitely can't rumba the night away in a large capacity washing machine. At Virgin Atlantic, we know that things are just stuff. Experience something you'll never replace. Book New Year deals to unforgettable destinations now. Everyone's been asking, what's this Hindland House we keep hearing about? Come on, you have. Hindland House was voted Glasgow's number one student accommodation on the student review website, Student Crowd. Because this student accom is the bomb. Have we said student enough? And the Hindland House head honchos are giving you the chance to win a fantastic student prize pack with vouchers from Morrisons, Amazon and Ikea. Plus a full kitchen pack of pots, pans and essential utensils. Enter online at Clyde1.com. Keep safe this winter with NHS Lanarkshire. Help stop the spread of COVID by taking a lateral flow test every time you meet friends and family. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, we're into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevens are teaming up to try and find the answers to a full-time teaser that was sent in by Ryan in Coatbridge. Now, Ryan got in touch full-time at Clyde1.com to ask, since season 14-15, eight goalies have kept 15 or more clean sheets in a single season in the Scottish top flight. Who are they? You've given me Craig Gordon, Scott Bain, Alan McGregor and Xander Clark. And what I love about this is during the break, you were working away and you were you were both really pleased with yourselves. I could, I could just sense that you thought you were coming up with some... Uh, Good answers The beauty is I tell you If they're good or not So Go on Robson Joe Lewis That is good Well done Trevor Carson That is not good oh, Tremendous goalkeeper Surprise but, at that um, Daniel Backman That is your Your, your real Yeah that's one the, that you're I, I think out. that's my big shout Yeah It's wrong Really? Mm. Wow Jack Anik no, the next three are really tough, I must admit. So off here, Marciano is not one then? No, we're going back a bit. So it's since fourteen fifteen. so it's, we're not going back too far, but maybe to the start of that period. Can I have one more stab in the dark? Mm-hmm. Jamie McDonald? No. No? Yeah, these are tough. We'll see if we can get the other uh, three. Uh, I'm interested in a tweet I've just seen. It was a while ago, um, this afternoon, from Fashion Sakala, Hugh. Uh-huh. I wonder if you, if you if we could get you to do something similar on Beat the Pundit. <laughs> He says, I will not cut my hair until I score in 2022. Ooh. What's your challenge in 2022? He says, challenge yourself. Let's go. Have a blessed year. He's very uh, religious. A few religious references in there as well. And he's got a picture of himself sort of pulling his own hair. And he's not going to get it cut until he scores. Well, I had mine cut this afternoon. So you could go again until you win or lose or something and beat the pundit. I thought you get a prediction right. Andy, our haircut's a sensitive subject for you. I don't know whether you want to go there or. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think if it was 
cut my hair every time I don't score and I don't think I've got too many left use so I don't know but listen Fashion Sakala Rangers play Motherwell soon so he's guaranteed oh, to that's cut true. that in no time yeah he'll have another hat trick and he'll be he'll be getting it shaved off um, yeah well I don't I don't know if we need any other subplots to Rangers games because no. whether they win or lose it tends to be a big deal um, but watching Fashion Sakala's Barnet either grow or not I'm sure that'll uh, honestly Scottish football it's just yeah. Weird and wonderful, isn't it? It's a circus. Even better to have fans back as of yeah. next week. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Ne- next week, I, I feel sorry. I-, I repeat, I feel sorry for Ian McCall and everyone at Partick Thistle because what a game that's going to be on Friday night against Kilmarnock. It deserves so much more than five hundred people. I mean, the Kilmarnock could go top of the league that night, or Partick Thistle could sabotage Kilmarnock. It- it's just a Crying shame And I repeat I don't understand What difference it makes Between Friday night And Monday night If you can have 500 in Firhill And 60,000 In Celtic Park 72 hours later I don't get it The Scottish Championship Is really heating up it is, isn't it? You look at that table there It's, it's going to be a A big big second half of the season oh, Yeah Yeah I'm sure Dick Campbell and his team will, will have one eye on that game on Friday night. Just wonder if maybe that result at Somerset Park for Dick and Ian Campbell will, mm, maybe saw them turn the corner and the non in the wrong direction. An oncoming train. Mm. It's going to be so fascinating because it seems like a couple of days. Well, it's a couple of days away, but you know, by then, how many of Celtic's new players play? Does is Jota a permanent player by then? Is Carter Vickers a permanent player by then? Is Martin Boyle a Hibs player by then? Um, Andy, I know it's your, your city rivals But that's quite a story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, very easy for Hugh and I to, to talk about You know, players and, and what they should or shouldn't do But as any working man If someone comes and offers you a million pounds a year Certainly tickles your fancy, I, I would I imagine. I don't think should or shouldn't do even comes into the conversation in no, this in this no. subject. I mean, if you get you get the chance to earn the reported figures that Martin Boyle is going to get flung at him, then I mean, it's it's life changing. So that being said, Hibs will certainly get a hefty fee by the looks of it if uh, if he does decide to move on. So it could be a win-win for all parties. But I can see a now lot of you headline Hearts man desperate for Boyle to leave um, <laughs> I'm told that they, they turned down 2 million pounds I'm told that the figure they have in mind is 3.5 million pounds um, that's kind of adventurous no matter how good Martin Boyle has been uh, no matter that everyone still has that hat-trick against Rangers in the semi-final of the cup in mind still adventurous to think he could get 3.5 million pounds for him but the money on offer for him uh, It really doesn't matter Where if, if someone is offering you That money You go We have We've made the window Look a little bit easier uh, or, or busier than normal We're used to Picking up scraps Later on I was interested To to hear from Malky Mackay uh, Andy Today though I think it was speaking On Sky Saying that Covid is actually Still playing a part In getting loan players From England Just Just finding it hard So even although we we think we're we're getting over it and we're getting fans back. That maybe kind of unseen impacts on on clubs, and and that would be one of them that I must admit I hadn't really thought of. Well, I, I was actually going to put the question back to you because I would like you to elaborate. Did they say why? I must admit I can't remember. That was oh, just well. the, that was the soundbite that jumped out at me. I think just in terms of either a because they are having to keep bigger squads mm-hmm. because they you know don't want to risk getting games put yep. off or whatever, or or maybe a reluctance to, to to let the players go. But I think mostly because they're having to keep. Kind of players around them Well I, I, 
to go a little bit off topic I would like to comment because I think I said earlier it was Sibirin on Boxing Day it was actually Ross County but the loan market that they have dipped into some some impressive players they've got at Ross County just now because I was I was very impressed yeah. with how they played in that game uh, the boy Hungbo I think he's is it from Watford if I yep. believe very good um, the boy Harry Clark's made a, a big difference since coming up from Arsenal so it's obviously a a market that that Malcolm McKay's trying to strengthen his, his Ross County squad and he's done a good job of it so far yeah I mean there's a lot of clubs doing interesting business I know some would rather be busier um than they are I think that goes without saying I know every club wants to add players and not, not everyone can do it at the rate that the fans want to hear I mean I know Livy have added a, a new striker there is absolutely no doubt I'm going to butcher this name because I've not had the chance oh, to hear him oh, that, that's, the, that's the best way to do, it when I, to when do I, these things Chukwameka yeah I'm happy go. with that yeah Caleb Chukwameka uh, that'll do for now until we hear him tell us it's completely different and there are still 19 days of this window to go a 19 year old forward from Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa oh. as they are now referred to up here well um, I'm sure that he wouldn't be there if David Martindale didn't think he could get the sleeves rolled up and do a job right away because they say come midweek Livy at home to Dundee they need to put more clear blue water between themselves and Dundee and uh, David Martindale will know that's a big game for them but uh, say 19 days left in this window and it, it's not been that kind of turgid business where we all get to the final day of the transfer window and then everyone gets excited and starts congregating outside Ibrox and Celtic Park at 10 o'clock at night it's not been like that it, it's lively old stuff it's Always interesting when a manager goes somewhere, Andy, and the natural conclusion on this show was oh, Stephen Gerrard's going to return for Jordi Bo and Kamara and Kent and, and everyone. Obviously, not happened yet. Uh, and the first player from up here he appears to be going for is young Kerr Smith of Dundee United. Really? Uh, to Aston Villa, rumoured to be around two million. I'm just, I'm just fascinated by the way these things work. Mm-hmm. Is that someone who Villa were already aware of anyway mm. And because he's so young It's not really anything to do with Steven Gerrard Or is it because he played against Rangers And Steven Gerrard took note of it And went down and, and said By the way Villa Here's this kid that you have to go for I'm not sure Maybe we'll find out Yeah not too sure But I've got to say Good good on Kerr Smith to be linked to, to English Premier League clubs It's always good to see young Scottish football players Getting getting mentioned with, with big money moves So good on him What a question that will be in uh, Beat the Pundit in two or three years time Who's signed for Aston Villa in the same week as Philip Coutinho? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's some, some big business, isn't it? I was actually very shocked to see the, the, the Philip Coutinho news, Hugh, I oh. must admit. I never, when I was away, I never seen the rumours of that potentially happen. So when I seen Philip Coutinho holding an Aston Villa jersey last yeah. night, it did, it did take me back a little bit. They made a real mess of it against Man U last night. <sighs> well, VAR Terrible. was lively again, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't y- want that here. That's probably the... Is, we we spoke about it up here. Someone mentioned it earlier on. Jermaine Defoe was Stephen Gerrard's guy. You, you wonder if, with no disrespect, could Dean Smith have got Coutinho? No, 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 not a chance. I mean, they're teammates at, at Anfield, yeah. you know. So it goes a very yeah. long way. And it's funny, isn't it? Because we always know that to speak generally, because you were a good player, doesn't mean you'll be a good manager. But that the, will become a, a kind of personal relationship yeah. thing that, that does, yeah. and you can work. certainly w- w- with, the, with the the name you had as a player, you can certainly attract some some players. Mm. And listen, they even done it at Rangers. You know, there was there was plenty of players that were were vying for certain player signatures, and the the pool are not only the football club, but Steven Gerrard swayed a couple of players to to decide to come to to Rangers. Right, three more goalkeepers who since fourteen fifteen have kept fifteen or more clean sheets in a single top flight season: Gordon, Bain, McGregor, Clark, and Lewis. Um, 
Neil Alexander. Yes, I didn't think you'd get that. And it would have been for Hearts as well. Yep. So you'd have been embarrassed to get it wrong, but that's correct. Well done. Uh, I was thinking one more at Hearts. No. But, well, right, never mind. <laughs> Danny Rogers. Nope. Seagrass last year, no. No, so we're going back for both of them. One of them, St. Johnson. That might be enough to do it for you. St. Johnson, so um. He's the other St. Johnston goalie on this list. Alan. Oh. <laughs> Am I right with Alan? I'll give you Alan, yeah, that'll do. Oh, come on, you. You're mm. supposed to be the saviour of the day. Manus. Alan oh. Manus. Come on, you. And the last one, not a chance you'll get this. A former Aberdeen keeper who shares the same name as the current Aberdeen captain. There we go, you'll get it now. Scott. No, as in, like, he shares the same name. Scott like Brown. Fully. Scott Brown. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> don't even remember him. This became really much more complicated than it has to. His name is Scott Brown. Yeah, don't the even Aberdeen name goalie. Him, to be no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Vaguely. Right, okay. Thank you, Andy Halliday. Special thanks to Hugh Evans for bailing us out tonight. It was lovely to see you unexpectedly. Robson and Jerome. And thank you to all you lot for your calls and tweets. Back tomorrow with, um, well, I don't know what we'd refer to these two Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. We'll see you at six. Played one Super Scoreboard With Cole Robert Wheels Wishing you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year